Welcome to Probably Science. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Case. Sitting across from me, another host. Um, that's going to be Andy Wood. That would be. That's who that is. Hey, buddy. How you doing? And sitting to our left is nobody. <laughs> the fuck, Matt? Matt's late, and we hit record anyway. He'll be here in a minute. This is a little passive-aggressive on our part. It's not that passive-aggressive. It might be aggressive-aggressive. It might be aggressive. I know I haven't introduced yet, but it might be be flat-out aggressive. As I said earlier... All right, look. You guys. You guys. Listeners. Listen. Matt's fucking late everywhere. All right? And we love him. He's... I mean, obviously, he's our bestie. He's our bestie. But but he's, he's late everywhere, and he's from London. I was saying to Andy, the, the centerpiece of your city is a clock. It's a giant <laughs> fucking clock. Everyone else's time is defined in relation to your In relation to time. your city's time. Your city invented the concept. of t- You made all the calendars. You did fucking everything. So maybe there's, a, there's sort of an entitlement. There's like, a, like he, he, just, he deserves a break. Uh, hey, guys, I've done enough for you time-wise. Jesus yeah. Christ. It made time. Also, I will admit that if I didn't live here, I would be the late one. So I, I don't No, I know. Be... Well, Andy, you are also notoriously late everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm super early. And our guest today was early, and we appreciate it. Yes. To be early is to be, on, as my band teacher used to say, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. Yeah. That's a con- that's a pretty big. That's a weird band. thing for a music director. You know what to it's say, not. Though. I feel like a lot of music directors have that. Maybe it's meant to be like. He doesn't mean in terms of tempo. tempo. He, yeah. no, 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 I know no. that's he what I'm saying. That's why it's confusing. To yeah. class, yeah. any other job, that's not a confusing thing to say. <laughs> yeah, a but great. a guy whose job is tempo. Yeah. Like like yeah. just everyone starts playing swing. Yeah. Wait, swings ahead of the beat. Swings behind the beat, right? Which would be late. Yes. <laughs> But that's on time. Being on time is late, bro. <laughs> I feel like, like he's like a super cool jazz guy. <laughs> they use that same quote in that movie Drumline. Orlando, Orlando Jones' director has that thing. Like if oh. you're if you're if you're on time, you're ten minutes early. You're you're late if you're on time or whatever. It's yeah. weird that it's another band director. Maybe it's just like the what would the reason why they would care more than their teach other teachers who's on time? I guess you can't even start. Maybe that's for, maybe you have to be like in your seat, the instrument ready as opposed yeah. to right. You can't you can't starts. do what we're doing. Because the whole band has to be there. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, we can just do this and be kind of assholes. And start <laughs> well, no, no, it's okay. Where's it's okay. The drum Look, I'll take the. Yet. Did we give your name yet? No, no. Yet. That is the voice. So of I Rob. apologize that I'm, I'm no, no, talking no. out of turn. I wasn't saying shut up. I was no, but saying, that's like a common thing. Today, no, yeah. I, we were getting into it because our guest, our guest did arrive early. We really appreciate it. Rye Silverman. Hello. Yes. Yeah, we don't do the guest jail thing. It's not like yeah. you can't talk until you're addressed. Like it's every podcast is differently. Some are yeah. so much like if you have to wait to introduce. We have a lot of business to attend to yeah 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 we don't do that no. <laughs> we have business to attend to but we do it with the guest here and we do it later mm-hmm. um that's why we're not good at business or that's why business has not we're not good at business i don't think <laughs> we're not good at business we're talking always we'd be better at business if we had uh close shaves you know we would <laughs> I would. feel like a nicely cleanly shaven face uh you know that says to me ceo it says business mm-hmm. but andy there's a problem What's the problem, Jesse? All these razors are bullshit. (laughs) There's so many things you can waste your money and time on, like plastic crap that's just going to clog up your recycling bin. I don't need that. Clubs that are going to send you things every month. Yeah, what what is this dollar shave? No, no. It's you know, and I go down to Walgreens, try to buy it, and then you have to buy either the bag or you got to buy a fifty dollar fucking razor. You got to get the Pinkerton security expert to come over and unlock the cabinet for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I go down there, and then oh, the old lady in front of me has got pennies. She's going to pay with pennies. Really, really. By the way, this Walgreens can 
Fuck off. Fuck I know. The hell off. It invites the worst couponing I've ever seen in my life. Dude. Our, like, our Walgreens, our Walgreens up the street is the worst. I've it's the worst Walgreens. Oh. Hey, buddy. What's up? Get in there. The <laughs> yep, yep. We've discussed it. We're <laughs> already recording. We decided that you were allowed to be late because your people invented time. Yeah. Which people are we talking? The, the British. <laughs> the British. <laughs> could go a couple ways. The British. No, the Jews. That's true. The Jews well, invented that be time. Maybe, what, were you celebrating the sound um, that you unplugged all your clocks yesterday so you didn't know? Uh, well, I did break my watch. <laughs> oh? I brought it with just because I know Jesse's good. Do you reckon I can just push this straight in? Oh, no. Watching Matt Kirshen do anything mechanical is my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> uh, did we discuss the bike lock fiasco? Uh, I don't know if that was on air. We really are recording, so, so yeah. sit down and we'll, we'll get in there, and I'll fix your watch by while the way, we're talking. Speaking of, uh, that way up or that way up? Which way were you in the middle of an ad that got real by I, the I end? think that was an ad. That's what we're bad at business. <laughs> Guys, what I'm trying to say is you don't have to go in for all this nonsense. Uh, you shaving, don't. Shaving is a simple problem, and there's a simple solution. An all-metal, high-quality safety razor, such as the one made by Western Razor. If you visit westernrazor.com and use the offer code SCIENCE at checkout, you get $5 off. You'll have this sturdy razor that uh, will last you for years. That's all you'll need. And it's then, so I'm sturdy. Sorry, it's not all you need. You buy uh, double-edged blades to refill it with, and those are about a nickel Those come each. to a nickel? Yeah. You buy them in bulk. So for, ye- for a year of shaving, you'll probably end up spending $5 on blades. Oh, wow. Um, and it's great. Like I, I don't shave every, every day. I, like, and when I do, sometimes it would clog other razors, but this kind, it doesn't clog, and you can uh, just give it a little twist uh, to loosen it, if it ever, ever does, you don't have to tap it against the side of the sink. It's just a, it's a good razor. Oh, it's a quality, it's a quality razor. razor. WesternRazor.com. Use the offer code SCIENCE for $5 off your order at checkout. Right. A bunch of listeners have actually Kill yourself been, in style, which yes, I thought is uh, not a good tagline that they no, have. No, not the best. But, not the best. Um, My brother distorted one. He likes it. Oh, yeah? Yep. Well, the whole Wood family is very clean shaven. Well, I like it better shaven. Yeah. I've, been take, I've been doing uh, laser to try to get my, because I'm transitioning, so I, I really hate shaving, but I feel yeah. like I can't get a smooth shave with a just a disposable razor or like a, like a it's dollar garbage. shave club yeah, razor. Yeah. It's just like they don't work, so I'm getting to the point where, I mean, eventually I won't have to shave as much because of the laser, but I might still have to like once or twice a week, so it might be good to yeah, get nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's uh, they haven't marketed it to women because it is sort of like a, a heavy duty looking. Intimid- it's it's a yeah. heavy razor. I think it's good for any gender. It is good yeah. for any gender. I don't know if yes. I would want to take a safety razor to my legs. That would be a little bit tough. But I, I have think fixed the face, watch. I'd have to deal with uh, it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Uh, now I'll be on time forever. Nice. There's no excuse. <laughs> um. So, uh, you wait. <laughs> L- laser. I was too busy fixing a watch. No, that's fine. Uh. Laser, you're getting your fa- all my face, facial yes, because I'm in transition. Tran- and now so explain that to the listeners. So, uh, basically, it means it's transitioning from living and identif- like being identified as male to living as female, which is like okay. how I actually identify. Sure. So I've started, and for like several years, I've been openly transgender without of transitioning. Of course. And over the last couple of years, I've kind of made more of a push toward transitioning. And so, starting a few months ago, I started taking hormone treatment. Oh wow! And now I'm getting the thing where like I just I hate the facial hair because it's like one of the things like immediately gives me away not that i'm like gonna pass ever like i don't hate that idea but okay i still feel like just shaving is getting to a point now where it just drives me crazy like because i can't i can't do it every day my, my skin gets too irritated and right. so you know i'm looking for ways to take care of the hair problem and laser is the way i'm doing it so. what goes into the hormone uh, therapy hormone treatment what, uh, what i'm when on is right that, now when does that start and what does that feel like by the way right now i so far nothing is i've only been on it for about about a month and a half so i'm like way early in as far as things actually changing okay um but the basic things that i'm doing are 
they have me on two different medicines. One is this, it's, a, it's such a hard one to say. It's like spiral, even the doctor couldn't say it right, but spiroconlactone, which is like a, originally it was designed to Because your clit looks huge. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's an Audi. Uh, it was designed yeah. originally to, Christ. it's actually more of a like blood pressure medication. It's like for heart patients, but yeah. it also is an anti-androgen. So it actually blocks testosterone from the body. Okay, got it. And so that's what that is. That's going to like reduce my body's ability to make testosterone. And then they have me on estradiol, which is like estrogen. So it's going to start my body like producing estrogen so i take uh two pills a day for each of those so one in the morning one at night and so far that's it cool has it fe- have you noticed um emotional phys- uh, intellectual what are, what are the changes you've noticed besides like physical or, or i haven't really noticed much of anything yet i've had a lot of friends who have gone through it tell me that like they it's like one of those very much like your results may vary things. So I have one friend who told me that she never experienced like any change mentally at all. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends who said like within two weeks they were like a mental mess and like breaking right. down. Are you worse at reading maps but better at multitasking? Yes. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so far the only thing, I had one day where I felt like my emotions were way out of whack. Like I had a sure. day where things that would normally have bugged me anyway because I'm usually a pretty easily annoyed person to begin with. Right. But I, I had like one day where like minor things that would have normally just annoyed me just like pissed me the hell off and I couldn't like focus on anything and I it was like happening a couple times a day and then one at one moment I finally go oh this is probably the hormones and I think once I knew that I was able to like mentally talk myself down from it a little bit and kind of sure. process it wow now this might be the newly Californian in me sure but I prefer my trans women hormone free <laughs> <laughs> sure non-GMO yeah yeah, I just- yeah I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like, is there an organic alternative? Uh, well, that's how I was living my life <laughs> the last five years. Uh, but, yeah, so it turns out that people still try to beat you up in subways. So, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, you got into a full-on fight last... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About a year ago, yeah. That was the, I remember that was the weird... Firstly, you beat the shit out of him. Well done. Sort of, yeah. Uh, but sec- I fought him off, we'll put it that way. But secondly, it was the weirdest thing where it's the first... I think it has to be the first time in history... Where a criminal has been identified in a funny or die video. Yeah, yeah. Cause, oh, there was an aftermath to this once he started talking about it on stage? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. It's, fine, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. it's okay. No, it's, no, it's, I'm sorry. I appreciate you apologizing, and that's, that's the way that I like to deal with it. Um, the, the, so the guy that attacked me, so I was going to, there's an there's a event in Los Feliz called Dyke Day, which is like not officially part of Pride, mm-hmm. but it's like the same weekend. And I was going to that. The guy who attacked me was going to Pride. And his reason for going to Pride was to start shit. And like that's what he was doing. And so but you then, were going to an off Pride event. Yeah, yeah. I was going okay. to like I was going to like the hip Pride. You were going off so, Pride. Yeah, 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 I was going it's the slam dance to their Sunday. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, the, the broke cello. I was going yeah, it's basically what it is, because it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go sit in the in a park and just like mellow out as opposed to going to a parade where we all run around in cock socks. But <laughs> sure. the so the guy who attacked me later on that day shows up in a man on the street video for funny or die and oh. like when we got into the fight I had ripped his shirt and he has like a his, like a wife beater turns into a toga and he walks <laughs> up and he has this like toga on you can see like a scratch because like where my hand like dug into him and wow. off. that's yeah, and they like go, what happened to you? I was like, was like oh, I got in a fight. I beat this guy in a dress up, which didn't happen. But yeah, the fight got broken up by like an Asian culture club cosplayer. So, <laughs> Whoa. 
There was a kid. There was a kid coming down the escalator, and and the thing is, like, there's a whole crowded subway station full of people who didn't do anything when the fight started. But then this one it's kid the comes bystander down. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. And this one kid comes down the escalator, and he hears me yelling, "Get the fuck away from me!" And the guy is coming at me, and then this kid's like, "You should get away!" And that's when the guy like, "Oh man, back to." And then that's when a security guy or like a metro worker came up and was like, "Hey, are you boys okay?" Which, was like, Ugh. but yeah. So you saw so. the funnier die video and recognized the yeah the, somebody somebody messaged it to me because I posted about the attack on my Facebook and then based on the description of my attack and then somebody who had seen the video was like hey this might be this, the and it was the guy it was the weirdest thing yeah, in the yeah. world yeah wow the, you, you didn't find like there was nothing after that though you didn't like, no I took I took it to the cops and I showed it to them I filed a report but they never did anything about yeah, it yeah. so hmm. that's weird because wouldn't they have to have signed the release form he did and, to be on and the they, have, they have a video of him on camera saying his name and that he agrees to be on camera. And he even says, like, yeah, I don't mind people knowing that I got into a fight. Like, and he's on his own Facebook page for a long time. He was like bragging about beating up old gay men and stuff like that. Like he's just a maniac. But wow. Yeah. Can we name and shame? I don't know if I'm, I'm still like afraid like for legal reasons to do that. Fair like, enough. Yeah. Can um, we link to the Funny or Die video? And then if you want to look at that video and figure out who the person is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll know. Yeah, when I, I'll, give, I'll send it. you guys we'll the link. We'll link to it over at probabysites.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, link, yeah I'll find the link to it. Hmm. Um, well, very interesting. Now, uh, let me ask you this, Rye, about yeah. uh, transi- transitioning. Um, so uh, you and I met probably five years ago. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, and when I met you... Days in uh, in Glendale. Absolutely. Yes, we had a very good talk that night. Um, yeah, Just, was, you were there for a conference? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. there was a... There, there was a really bad open mic that yeah, was run there. By, it, was, it, was, it was a guy who ran the show named Blackwater. Blackwater. Who would wear, like, military what? fatigues to oh the God. show. <laughs> and he had a very staunch, you cannot swear, at the show rule. To the point where if you swore on stage, he would, like, storm the stage and take your mic from you sometimes. Which was funny, because his whole argument was that the Days Inn was a family corporation and you couldn't, like... <laughs> but then we're in the bar of the hotel. Yeah. So there just shouldn't be kids there anyway. And the bartender would yell out profanity during the show all the time yeah. somehow yeah and it was so funny because Blackwater also was very naive about certain things so people would be on stage talking about like very gratuitous sexual things but because they didn't use a dirty word he'd have no idea what they were talking about <laughs> right so was Blackwater also naive about the fact that you probably shouldn't play a military cam- character yeah, exactly. <laughs> after name Blackwater yeah yeah exactly <laughs> An open mic well, he was show. he was privately owned so oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was very, he's very old. Yeah, he was, he was Blackwater, and then he also had his friend Pinkerton, and they just hung out, and they just... <laughs> wow. Uh, so when I, when I met you, I met you as a male. Yeah. You know? As a cross-dresser at the time is how I identified. So that's, yeah, yeah so that's, that's how I met you. So, so it's been a, you know, I've, I've had to do the, the pronoun catch-up. Yeah, so uh, did I, so don't worry about uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, you don't strike me as any different. So there are... I guess what I'm saying is, but in your mind, I assume you already sort of knew, like, I'm a female. Yeah. Okay. So my question is, I suppose, things that are, and it's a question I have no business at, but it's just something I've always been curious about with anyone, is there are things where um, I do believe, like, you know, there's genitalia and then gender being, like, the social construct of uh, mannerisms and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you seem very... Uh, you know, you're just just like how I met you. You're just a, a guy, uh, but but you're not. So wh- I'm t- how do how do you pick uh, the cutoff of like okay, clo- I'm gonna go clothing, mm-hmm. clothing female. Yeah, but sure. even the clothing like 
clothing doesn't necessarily make your gender. Like, of course, it's, it's totally feasible for someone who identifies fully as male to wear dresses and makeup and stuff like that. Well, either way, and it doesn't matter. Do not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't. It's it's hard to break it down. I think what's interesting is so there's such these like strong narratives that we see of what trans people are like, right. and a lot of it's coming out right now with the whole Bruce Jenner thing, and we've seen it before where. If you don't follow this very specific narrative, people don't know what to do with you because most people haven't been exposed to it. Right. And so when you're someone like me who's very outside the box, it's, I can see it being very confusing for people. Sure. And that's part of why it was hard for me to come to terms with it because – So confusing. I drive around. I think about it. I mean I think about you probably three or four hours a day. Well, I, <laughs> I have – if you were to go to my room right now, there are photographs connected by yarn to a question mark in the middle. <laughs> and I have just different – um, no, no. I mean, there's, it, a, there's, a, there's a card with a king on it. Right, right. Mark. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, none of it. None of it matters. It's, man so it's a, mask. When like, I say it, when anything? I say it's a curiosity, it's not yeah. a uh, negative curiosity. It's just sure. it, you know. Um, sure. I was DB Cooper, but I sure. should say that. Yeah. So it, that's part of why it was so hard for me to come to terms with it because growing up, I had such this distinct. Like there were all these websites about trans identity stuff that was very narrow minded and specific. That like unless you do all these things, okay. you probably shouldn't pursue transitioning. And a lot of them though were really vaguely misogynistic. They were very like these ideas about how. Unless you're like this ultra feminine and, and you don't right. do this, fit this very idyllic idea of what a woman is, that because that's know, all made up anyway. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's what kind of finally clicked for me was one day I was just like sitting around looking at all these women that I knew and going, none of them act like this. Like I know plenty of women who are as brassy and as like, sure. like outspoken as I am. Some of them even so. wear trousers nowadays, uh, well, which I'm not happy I with. I don't appreciate. Yeah, them. obviously, um, no. I think we're all agreed as a podcast that we're not. In favor yes. of women wearing trousers. Probably science does not condone trousers on women, and if you guys take your trousers and go down there and try to vote, we're going to be upset about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it's only a short step from trousers to riding bicycles, and then we're. Mm, it is, it yep, is funny yep. whenever Where I do show then? up in a pair of like pants, people don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, it's such a weird shift in my life from where I was like six or seven years ago. The same with me, but dresses. me, it's more of a train wreck situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not so you, much. Like, oh my God, Jesse finally wore pants. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse put pants on. Fully dressed. Oh, we were really worried, huh? Thank God. His and he's got them on the right bit of him as well. Oh, That's God. never happened. His hair looks brushed. <laughs> the face in the right direction. Uh, not trying to wow. get crisscrossed today. So, I guess, yeah, I guess, uh, so the the female clothing, is that just more of a, connect, a connector? Is it more yeah. of, I mean, I, I think women's fashion is far superior to men's fashion. Me too. Uh, there are more options. There yeah. are more, I mean, if you look at it like logically, like obviously I wear, uh, you know, guy stuff, but it's it, we don't have many... Like fuck, man. Sometimes I just want an outfit. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I want a suit is really I'm, the best case scenario. It's the best case scenario. But see, so yeah. sometimes the, uh, I want to look like a horse jockey for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, I yeah. Once, do like, that. When you watch Downton Abbey and you like see always like they have like all these different things. Oh, well, you have to wear a white jacket to this. You have to wear a black jacket to yeah. that. Like, if you wear a black jacket, you're dressing down for the. Yeah, there used to be so much more. But I, see, I'm. That's one personally as someone who doesn't put much thought. Like, I'm delighted when it's a, uh, a wedding or whatever, and. You know, the women are frantically going through every dress they wear or possibly buying a new one. I'm like, okay, which oh, of the I'll two suits does it yeah. say that I have to wear for this one? Oh, no, Is it I like s- the suit with the yeah. bow tie or the suit with the straight tie? Yeah, sure. I certainly find it easier. I also think it's weird that, that your ties are pre-attached to your suits. I've always thought that was weird about you. <laughs> well, yeah. it's more of a t-shirt that has the picture of everything. <laughs> sure, That's how they know sure. you're ready. To, you're there to look good, but you're also ready to party in a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. When do you break out the long sleeve tuxedo t-shirt? 
Oh, is that after Labor Day? <laughs> well, the, I'll tell you the one problem with the tuxedo t-shirt is if the party really heats up, you can't do the tie around the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know but, that is a problem. You have to get your scissors. <laughs> I um, see. I'm a little weird because I own a tuxedo that looks like I'm here for the pussy shirt okay. <laughs> t-shirt. Um, <laughs> now, so it's did like you a, get that? A, it's like pale skin sleeves, and then just you know, but but very expensive a t-shirt tuxedo. Now, yeah. Now, did you get that like in the in the training? Uh, part or when you fully graduated as the federal breast inspector well this this was weird because i was doing the breast inspection um obviously i was already doing that but i had just wrapped up um a summer doing beaver patrol (laughs) which i found very rough because those well the dams i mean we we just had the water expert on they they clock stuff up but then um yeah because i tell you what man when i first moved here obviously in santa monica doing the um i mean Bikini inspector, and this is factory work. Right. And people see, people, people <laughs> see. I understand you guys aren't even able to unionize, right? No, right. and people yeah, see your t-shirt and they give you the thumbs up and they want to buy you a beer. And it's like, dude, I just want to go about, home and feed yeah, my how about family. Fifteen bucks an hour. How yeah, about, about that? that? You know? <laughs> Wage. Yeah. How about benefits? Like I'm working double shifts and no one's <laughs> relieving me. Do no you know one... how many bikinis there are on an average beach in Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah, it's a long, hard day. It's a, it's a terrible life being a bikini inspector, and yeah, it's... being being the breast. You know, I think most of those bikinis are not up to code. I no. will say, no, no, just no, as, a, as a casual bikini, bikini and then people inspector. are furious. Yeah. yeah, I will say I was super glad when I got that job because it was way better than when I was working at the cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, brutal! The conditions, <laughs> like those cheesecakes. Um, no, I know they don't make themselves. You know, <laughs> no, I know. Like, I know. Coming down the line so fast. It's a cheesecake so sweatshop is what it yeah. is. Let's call yeah. it by its name. Yeah. It is. And you're lucky just as an adult, you have fingers that small that can reach those parts. Yeah. You know, those <laughs> tiny parts needed for the cheesecake. I couldn't afford my own cheesecake, but I would like take little parts of cheesecake I saw, with me. I saw a viral video. I actually saw a viral video where they brought you guys a completed cheesecake and people were crying. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I'd never wow. seen what the end result was. <laughs> oh, like what man. I had in my head, the one that I made out of the crumbs I took home looked nothing like a regular cheesecake. You had like an Eiffel Tower that thing so sad because yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've just like eaten like two bites of cheesecake and then just thrown the whole thing. Oh out. my god! Oh. Right, right. Why me. would well, you? I, you know, I don't want to throw my thighs. I'm like, it's so those. delicious, but it's just you know, it's, it goes right to my oh, thighs. Sorry. Do you know how much those thrown away cheesecakes pollute landfills? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, they never biodegrade, so they're like a sponge. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Um, well, yeah, so no, like that's, that's that's so. Anyway, that's, that's how I feel about interesting, clothing. Uh, yep. Interesting <laughs> explanations. There, I I don't know if this has already been asked because, as you know, I joined the podcast a couple of minutes in. Mm-hmm. But we always ask our guests this: What, if anything, right is your background in science? Uh, my background in science is that when I was a kid, I really wanted to be an inventor as a career. But then I found out you had to know about science to do that, and uh-huh. I realized I really just wanted to play Doc Brown in Back to the Future, and that's all I really wanted. So <laughs> I, I you wanted to wanted have you. invented things rather yeah, than actually yeah. invent things. I wanted to th- I wanted to be an idea lady. You know, I wanted to like think of ideas and then have it exist, and then be like, yeah. I invented that. So yeah, just right. the concept and not the yeah. Like it would be really cool if someone were to make a machine. Yeah, that could. right. So the, I have yeah, a lot right. of patents that I've trolled. And that's basically <laughs> my yeah. I, I think I'm like basically Tim Robbins in Hunter uh, Proxy, where I just have like one line on his paper and you know, say, for, yeah, kids. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great movie. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I I've, I had similar aspirations, but then I never had any ideas. Every time I have an idea, I think it's a million dollar idea. It's it, it's just Google ruined it all. Yeah. I had know? some great ideas as a kid. I, I drew a picture of a scooter with wings. Like a flying scooter. Uh-huh. See that? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, good, yeah. right? It's pretty solid. Did you patent so, that? Because I might. Have I, I didn't. Yeah, oh. I did. I should have just mailed the picture to myself. And I think we've talked on the show before about how I invented like human gills. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. So, <laughs> Maybe we did. No. So, like, rather than have to have a scuba tank, you just, you know, it just has the same technology the fish have, so you just have yeah. the little thing you and have... it takes all the oxygen out of the water and yeah. you breathe. And then I think we covered on the show that someone has now patented something that's similar to that. And I'm like, I fucking had that idea before you. Well, I thought you were saying, like, just have gills on your neck. Like, have actually. Well, I, don't, mean, like, I, hadn't out, yeah. Yeah, well, I hadn't that, worked out. Yeah, I hadn't worked out the obviously. That's novel, the, I believe. But, but, yeah. I think it's a Peter Benchley novel of actually having gills and being able to swim underwater. Well, I hadn't worked out all the details. I think we discussed <laughs> that. So that's for the staff to were do. Were you just watching that Harry Potter movie where the guy turns into a shark and you go, that's the thing we should be doing with real people? Is that a thing that happened? Or is it after Waterworld? It's magic. Yeah, exactly. This is. To be fair, that thing where you pee and make water, they're actually doing. So now. What's the thing with Bill Gates and the, you guys talk about on the podcast before? Um, where they, like they turn poop into water or something? Yeah, like that? most most inventions are based on Kevin Costner movies. Yeah, uh, most most modern inventions. I should say that I do a hold the patent on wolf dancing. Wolf dancing? What's yeah. that about? Dancing with wolves. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was yeah. just ending oh. your joke. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is I should have been, been right there. Is the, wolf dancing like in your? your patent is that dancing with wolves or dancing like a wolf or dancing like a wolf with wolves well because based on the well it's a little bit of the, the third one i think it's based on the kevin costner film and it's dancing with wolves and i think when you're dancing in another culture it's really rude to not follow their own cultures like yeah. so if you're if you're amongst wolves and dancing you should be following the wolves dude there was like a year when my mom watched that movie every day really yeah it's you ever like you know you're like go back in hindsight and you're just like yeah yeah, they were depressed. You know, I you know? there was a point where I watched like, Swingers <laughs> almost every day, so I really can't judge Swingers. Swingers. Like, yeah, when I was like in my like late teens, early twenties. I uh. presume you've since been to the Dresden Room. Now yeah, you live yeah. in LA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty and Marty and Elaine live around the corner. Oh, they're, really? They're, they're, they're always at our shitty Walgreens at three in the morning. I didn't. I, After their shift, you know. Wow. Have you saw? Have you gone? You've, you've been there, right? Oh yeah. I I was like this. These guys might not be long for this world, and I realized it's like an open mic kind of. You can just yeah, just them, just so. you know, if you have. If you haven't seen Swingers, or even if you have, um, the Dresden Room is that sort of old-style wine bar that they go to, and Marty and Elaine are basically from Vegas in the 50s, yeah, and yeah. still must play... must be in their 80s, right? Yeah, I mean, they, and I've... they play, like, old jazz standards. And very well. He's a great drummer. He looks like death, but he keeps a great beat. She can play... Uh, she sings, plays piano, Plays the and flute, flute sometimes. Yeah, yeah, breaks out the flute. It's and sometimes incredible. Scat sings as well. Like, she, they're good. It's, they're actually it's not good. a joke. Yeah, it's not like it's yeah. ironic. These guys are silly. It's like, they are... I think that happens to gross. a lot of people. A lot of people sort of go there and watch them and go, oh, this will be fun. And they go, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Right. That was the bummer when I... Because I saw them... I tried to move it out to LA once before in 2005, and I was only here for like a month and a half because I didn't have like a solid plan and I remember my roommate at the time was like yeah we gotta go to the Dresden and see Martin and Elaine and we took the train from like Hollywood into like Los Feliz and walked up to see it and it was, wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be because the room was just jam fact packed full of people to where like he couldn't move around and it was like hard to hear them and it right. was kind of it like ruined it for me I was like I want so I, I was glad when I came back and got to go on a night when it wasn't as yeah packed. going like a Wednesday yeah yeah at 1am yeah yeah right yeah, it's called the dressing room because it looks like it's been firebombed. <laughs> situation there, it's very weird, very very weird. Well, when Matt was talking about uh, building your own gills, it sort of reminded me of a story that uh, I believe what? a listener sent in a while back. It might have been something we found on our own um, about a guy who uh, a biohacker who is sort of turned himself into Riddick with chlorophyll eye drops. Oh. What? Uh, I, I, actually, I've never even seen any of those movies. I know like it takes place on Mars, and he can see in the dark, right? 
Um, it's not so, Mars, but yeah, it's like a, it's like an alien world, and like, the oh, idea is like was... he was in like some prison colony, and like in that colony, they gave him a thing that helped him see in the dark, and then they kind of retcon that as the series advances. But okay, okay, because this this article is on Nerdist, cool. and it has lots yeah. of uh, references you'd have that to one things <laughs> in the yeah. My, my background in science is a knowledge of science fiction. That's yeah. my. I can uh, tell you all about that. I feel like yeah, that's the thing. As much as people sort of go, oh, right, the trans comedian. No, you're a massive nerd. Like, yeah, yeah. you had to put an adjective on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm not even as good. Like, in LA, it's like I can't even wear a nerd crown because there's so many nerds who know way more than I do about Like, I was outside the Echoes Under Sunset room one night talking to somebody who had a working knowledge of every designer of, like, mid-90s Nintendo Entertainment System, like, role-playing games. And I'm like, I don't, nah, you you win. I don't have, I don't know who made Final Fantasy 3-6. I don't well, know. The, <laughs> the guy who's the uh, sound guy at flappers there was one night yeah oh my god (laughs) where we were both on a show together and that was the best he found just enough of a kindred spirit in rye yeah to like he was just he was talking to me about the Battlestar Galactica board game and it was a thing where everyone else in the room was gone but he needed them all to be part of the conversation even though they had no interest and I was trying to like end it too but he he was especially keen on making Wendy Starling understand what Battlestar Galactica was all about and she could not and it was was adorable I loved it because he's a lovely guy and cool and he runs the show well but just when someone's so passionate about something yeah and just was it clearly makes him so happy and he just wanted everyone to yeah. be in this world like you have to know about this thing <laughs> yeah he wasn't being that nerd that people that's like a, that's like a jerk where it's like what you don't know about oh i mean it's only like the greatest tv show. he wasn't doing that he was like he was legitimately like, like no, no this is a great thing you guys should want to be part of it. it's amazing here's how much i love it and all kind of stuff and yeah i just unfortunately i'm i'm enough into it that he would say like one out of like 10 things he would say i would want to respond to and then yeah. i'll keep him going for like, another like the venn your venn diagrams of knowledge just brushed against each other enough to keep him in the loop yeah yeah mm. <laughs> That's um, how I get about the Up series. If anyone brings up the Up series, oh, yeah. I'm gone for two hours yep. off on my Didn't the director rant. or producer of it die recently? The director of the first one uh, died. I, yeah, but the second... The, the that was assistant director, director of the first one has directed everyone since then, and he's yeah. still... Yeah, the director of 7-Up died. Yeah. But... Um, Michael is still alive. Yeah, but he wasn't the director that turned it into a series. Oh, okay. You know, I kept going. Oh, I it was realize. like a one-off thing. Never, yeah. was, I didn't know this was meant was. to be a one-off. I thought it was always meant to be. Well, no. it's, and it's because of this saying, uh, is it Alexander Pope? Uh, so this is, this is a t- British TV series, documentary oh, okay. series, and every... And it followed a group of different kids, seven-year-old kids from different all different walks of life. Oh, okay. But then every seven years, they revisited the same group. Oh, that's awesome. So they got them at... I, th- I don't know. What age are they up to uh, now? 56. Uh, 50, 56 came out a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that. it's just like a Jesuit quote, uh, Jesuit maxim, give me the boy until the age of seven, I will give you the man, as in by seven, you're fully formed, basically. Huh. So they were just trying to see, well, yeah, these, right. these seven-year-olds are uh. going to be the, uh, <laughs> the custodians <laughs> of our future. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this, this is who will be running uh, Great Britain in, at the turn of the century, so let's see who, who, who the you know future... Huh. Brits are. They tried to find 20 or 25 kids that were from all walks of life. They had and my orphans. teacher they said, have... you and me walking down the street with a tram and a fag hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you're ever going to be. I was about to go and get a jockey, I feel like I have to defend my country now. Want to be jockey, want to be jockey. Oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to answer those kinds of questions. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's yeah. amazing. You get to you feel godlike getting to watch an entire person's life. In, in you can binge watch it on Netflix and in a day see an entire oh, person's life. I gotta watch that. That sounds it's awesome. pretty incredible. And you you know you're making guesses about who's gonna turn into what, and they're totally wrong. Like the one that you're most rooting for. I, mean, I shouldn't spoil anything, but like there's some heart. There's some real heartbreak. And uh, from what I understand, 
coming up on 64. It'll be the first time that uh, someone is no longer with us. Oh, so, spoiler alert. Did one of them die? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was someone who had a That's actually a pretty good run. Uh, 25 like, people of 64 years. That's a pretty good run to not, especially when like wars It wasn't happened. our favorite, was it? Was it our favorite? It wasn't our, no, no. It was always a downer of a person. I mean, not to be. Okay. It's a person who's like, yeah. there's also things you can see patterns in human behavior influencing, like people who are just like super unlucky. Like, well, is it that they're unlucky or is it that they have this horrible pessimism that invites horrible things into their... Oh, yeah. Some of them are just bummers, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you know who's not a really bummer? Good. Vin Diesel. Yes. I'm sorry. Back to Riddick. Speaking so, of series that you didn't think were going to become franchises. Right? Both Riddick and uh, Fast and the Furious. I thought it was really. more of a chronicle, if anything. <laughs> By the way, I saw... I was I was next to Vin Diesel in person. Not that not that big a dude. Like, I'm, I'm his height. I thought he was going to be some massive... Uh, Anyway, yeah. not interesting. He's, okay, well, so this dense. Uh, he's dense, but he's he not even as, he's not even as jacked as I would have. Anyway, uh, Gabriel Lissina. Do you think that you could punch him? Like if you punch, I can him punch him. him. Yeah, I mean, I could get a punch in before yeah. security. <laughs> yeah, it's like that guy who sucker punch. It was like some story years ago where some guy like got the better on John Claude Van Damme in some bar fight. But even he like said like I think he went on starting to talk about it and he said something like well if he had been able to get to his feet I never would have stood a chance but because we were at a bar and he couldn't kick I could take him down <laughs> it was a weird did he find two chairs to do splits between and then, like, yeah <laughs> well, yeah it's like, he pulled, just, I just he ran up behind him and kicked well, him in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right well it's he like didn't have time to like you know put his hands in glass before he yeah, got yeah, yeah, right so. it's like taking down Spider Man in a field it's like yeah, yeah he doesn't yeah. have buildings to swing yeah. off of fuck you Spider Man yeah. you got nothing yeah it's if he's outside of Manhattan he's kind of or a pool. What do you mean? Swimming pool. Is he good in pools? No, he is terrible. Are spiders oh, spiders. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. I think if you drown most superheroes, they're not that effective, though. So I don't know if it's just Spider-Man with your, alone. <laughs> with, your, with your book lungs. <laughs> Iron Man. Except for Aquaman. That's the only guy you can actually... Well, even then, you can't really breathe in a pool because it's chlorine. So even Aquaman would be a little bit tough out. Do you think Aquaman can't deal with chlorine? Because if so, man, he's got a lot of restrictions on his power. <laughs> like, he's already only useful in the in the water, and, the, and some water is not even useful. Well, in like, put a fish in a, in a pool, see how long it lasts. So I can't imagine yeah. Aquaman's got a, like the special version that doesn't work. He's not only useful; he comes out of the water. Yeah. What what what, what good does he have land? Like, what can he do on land? Uh, he basically just spills the truth, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a soothsayer. We got to talk about this eyeball I'm sorry, guy. Yes, sorry, yes, we got, we've gotten way. Uh, so Gabriel Lucina and Jeffrey Tibbetts of Science for the Masses, which is a DIY science co-op dedicated to making science more available to the public. I've Sounds been testing, dumb. Yeah. I've been testing a concoction <laughs> of chemicals that allows humans to see in the dark, and it works. Uh, after five months of intense research, the team decided to go ahead with their test with Lucina as their guinea pig. Um, based on some fish, fish research they did, um, someone threw together the patent for a solution containing chlorine E6, CE6, a chemical analog to chlorophyll, but they never really moved forward. Stuff in the past has pretty much exclusively revolved around applications for people that have pre-existing conditions like night blindness. We weren't interested in any of that. We wanted to know what this compound would do to a normal person, so we ran with it. We don't want to help anybody. We just want to <laughs> yeah, make yeah, you yeah. already good better. Um, what if we take penicillin but give it to a healthy man? <laughs> make him uh, you know my daughter's dying of a bacterial infection right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to see how much this helps people. <laughs> So of yes, course we could cure cancer, or we could make the super soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, according to Lucina, the solution felt just like a normal eye drop, or rather half a bottle of eye drops going into his eye. Um, he said, the speculum holding my eyes open was by far the worst part. Oh, God. Yeah. Even the effects themselves were pretty subtle. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I have predator vision. Nothing like that. You don't get superpowers. This they is use a tweak, a, not an overhaul. Did they use, like, a special eye speculum, or did they just get, like, any speculum? <laughs> yeah, I would hope it's an eye-specific one. and had yeah. a place based on the- <laughs> Wow. Um, this is meant to help women. I need to have super high eyes. <laughs> My eyes are more important than this. So yeah, he was saying it wasn't a huge overhaul, but then at some point it morphed into, oh, there's a guy over there. You can't see him? This is cool. Which I assume he means like in the dark. There's a, um, <laughs> That's just not the, cool. Why is there a guy over there? <laughs> <laughs> there? If you find out there's always been a guy over there. <laughs> just in the dark? <laughs> just a guy in the pitch black? You can't see that guy? Just oh, guy, it just guy. gives you Gaidar. Right. You're just able to see yeah. dudes. Like, I wasn't right. able to see dudes before. What guy? There hasn't been a guy here in over 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> Mother. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, if there were drops that you could take that could let you see in the dark, but you also had to see ghosts, <laughs> right? <laughs> would you take the drops? Oh, man. No. I don't. I think I'd be okay with seeing that's Stephen, ghosts. That's a Stephen King novel, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. Like, I mean, it depends on what kind of ghosts. If they're like friendly, fun ghosts, fun-looking ghosts... If they're like the terrifying version of ghosts, you know, like crazy Cthulhu if, ghosts, like, ghosts that like, look like how they ghosts. died, so you have always like brutal death Ooh. scenes in front of you all the time. I've yeah. always thought those were kind of fun, like Vic- Victorian guy holding his head in his hand. You know, like, it's, that's it's fun. You know, but I uh, like the like, like the head's been separated. He's been beheaded in the afterlife, so he can't have his head on his shoulders. Yeah, but he yeah. still gets to hold it. Yeah, yeah. Like they still give it back to him. It's such a pain. You gotta carry your head around with you from then on. Well, you no, know, his like, his ghost body went and picked up the ghost head. They didn't give it back to him. But like, they probably, could have, have, they probably could have kept it away from him if they'd tried. Who? Because it would have been Whoever in a basket him. if it was a guillotined ghost <laughs> or, or like somewhere else in the battlefield and probably trampled by horses. <laughs> All right, if you... Oh, you're, so you're saying the ghost is carrying the actual physical head, not the ghost head. No, it's well, no, ghost no, no, head. they're carrying the ghost head. Oh, okay. but they're, well, why, would, why wouldn't you be able to get your ghost head? I don't know. Like, I don't know how far away it has to be from you before it doesn't, like... <laughs> before it doesn't count? Before it's, before it's spiritually take, separate. Before that's how right. how do they take heads away when someone gets, like... I know they put them on a spike sometimes. Well, there like, you like, go, yeah. They don't mail it to Cleveland. But I guess like, by the time it's on a spike, then the, the spirit of that head has already exited it yeah. and the spirit of the body. So I, Yeah, I think it's like an immediate thing. Yeah. Like, you, you're just like, whoa, I'm a ghost I don't now. think you often, like, fill out paperwork and, like, put, like, a requisition form for what parts of your body you right. keep. But does the ghosting process happen at the point where you become brain dead or heart dead? I gotta like, go brain dead. I've been heart dead my whole life, so I hope we have brain dead. <laughs> By the way, guillotines, George R. R. Martin was just advocating them, as, if we're gonna do uh, capital punishment, as the most humane way of killing somebody. But I feel like the, the, actual, really? yeah, the actual blade probably doesn't hurt. It's so quick. But I bet it hurts when your head hits whatever it lands on. Oh, you haven't died yet. Yeah. yeah. I bet. So like, put a cushion down. Yeah. So if you're going to guillotine someone, put a cushion down. That's or a what pool, like a plunge pool. Yeah. Like warm bath. But don't you think, because <laughs> they've done, I've read things about people that have been beheaded and how you do retain yeah. consciousness for a few seconds. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be enough time for you to Ugh. smack your but face But there'd be instant really shock and it would be the most brief. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like, I, I like it when someone, I, I don't know what. Martin's politics are, but I'm guessing he's not. He's, I'm guessing he's, he's, anti-pol- he's anti. Yeah. yeah like, okay. I like it when, and there's been a few cases recently. Um, I can't remember. There was a really good one. It was either for abortion or it was for same-sex marriage. But someone tacked on, like a Democrat tacked on an extra bit onto one of the bills 
that was like, well, if we're doing this, we might as well do this. And it was oh, a similar. It was the it was the law in Indiana to or it was a proposal for law in Indiana, the whole religious freedom thing uh-huh. that like you had. If you wanted to say like your business didn't have to serve people for religion, you had to hang up a sign that said refuse to serve yeah. homosexual. That's or exactly what so it was. Basically making it like blatant. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if this is your if this is your belief, then stand for it. And I think yeah. it's a similar deal. That's actually in his books. That's actually the thing in Game of Thrones is that like Ned Stark, he has a thing where when he commits somebody to death, he has to be the one to swing the sword and kill them. Okay. So I think that's what Martin is saying. Like, if we're going to commit to being executing people, then we should have to do it in the way that seems the most gruesome to watch and brutal. Well, we shouldn't be shielded from the we reality should, oh, of what it is doing. we're actually doing. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a bummer for the first person in Indiana that's like a straight person that still gets denied service. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and there's like... <laughs> they're like no, and you're like, come on, man, I'm not, I'm not. And they're like, or he, Dude. Or he that's that's when he finds out. That's when he like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> discovers the truth about himself. When he's like, denied pizza. He's like, oh wait a minute, maybe oh oh yeah. my old friends all knew before me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even people who sold me pizza knew before I knew. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to find it that out at Denny's. No, it's a it's a bad day. Okay, guys, I feel like we should get through the first story. Oh, being, yeah. being that we're at the forty minute mark, I think. Um, so yeah, they they used um, a chemical. That binds to opsin proteins, photoreceptor molecules in your retina, where it's excited by light, and that causes a transformational process to occur in the protein segment, which sends a signal to the brain that says, hey, you see something, explains Tibbetts. Um, he might not be ready to return home to Furia. I'm sure that's a Riddick reference. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah. Uh, but the CE6 drops did allow Lucina to pick out figures in the dark with 100% accuracy, where non-treated test subjects could only make out about 30%. And we're talking 50 meters apart. Well, that's uh, going to be used for war soon. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I did also kind of selfishly want to bring this up because I got my LASIK surgery. Yeah. And I made hey, you guys watch con- a video of it last week. Andy. You did. I'm Which, still a little bit. That's a new form of narcissism, getting people to watch your <laughs> surgery videos. Is it? <laughs> a or little is bit. It fascinating? Or were you fascinated <laughs> and disgusted? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm still, it's still healing. It's been a week and a half and I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm not having buyer's remorse, but there, night, night vision is a little bit iffy still or there's still like a haze around bright lights at night and that's supposed you to get tell there's a guy there. better and better I can't tell my guy is way off <laughs> <laughs> um, so if listeners have, have done the LASIK thing let me know if you're still like a, a week and a half out if this is how it is and then if it does actually go away completely I mean still I suggest the vision is very crisp but like at just the night thing right. haze around lights could I suggest the for the next couple of weeks until your vision night vision fully returns uh-huh. you just have with you a loyal hound okay <laughs> yeah who will bark to alert you of danger yeah I mean is that even what dogs do dogs are they, are they better at night they can smell stuff but well they'll they'll know if there's a man okay. slash ghost there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dogs dog. have really good guidar Every every bedroom in L.A., I mean, this just came out, the new census report, has an average of three dudes standing in the dark. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> Any given well, point. It's because they're all trying to save on rent, so that's right. we're all staying in one room together. <laughs> Guy's just waiting for the right audition, just waiting for that break. I just love it. He's like, and then I just saw a guy standing in the dark, and my friend couldn't. It felt great. <laughs> like, what? Who's this, who's this yeah. guy? Where Where are you? <laughs> Ugh. He's the test guy that they have at the surgery. I'm constantly giving Andy the creeps because I'm a creeper. Well, no, I mean, it's, just, I, it's only the fact that you smoke. So I, you I have s- to be outside. I smoke, so I'm outside and it's not worth turning the lights on. So, you know, Andy will come out at 2 a.m. to grab some laundry or something or whatever when he's getting home. And I'm and I've just got home and I'm having a cigarette. He sees one like light at the end of your cigarette, like in well, the darkness. It's this thing because <laughs> either way, you're going to shock someone. Yeah, that's what I've discovered. So if I go like, hey, 
Like either way, you're going to give someone a jump. Yeah. So what I do is I just hope no one ever fucking notices. Yeah. So I just let people walk by. You know. Well, not anymore. This guy's got these eye drops. He's going to see if now you got those eye drops. Maybe putting a bell on your collar. <laughs> I know. I've been. What about look- wearing only glow in the dark clothing? So they immediately tell that you're there. When you I've, well, they glow in the black light. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I've been um, <laughs> Pollock painting over here. Um, <laughs> it's a little too much DNA in this keyboard. <laughs> too much. By the way, roommate update. Uh, Brendan walked by before we recorded and said, "Have a good." Podcast. Oh, so yeah. the times they are a changing indeed. We oh. are getting closer to maybe not being able to talk about them on the show. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, 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 just, oh, I don't know if you know means... this, right? But until recently, uh, he was saying, have a good blog. Oh, okay. Um, oh, another fun, uh, fun roommate story. You know, my birthday was last week, and thanks for the birthday wishes, guys. Um, a few happy birthdays there from some listeners. Um, so my, my birthday was last week, and, um, so I got as a gift from Stu, our lovely oh roommate, God, I got I a about this. Starbucks card for uh, $7.37, <laughs> which is not an amount you can buy, which means that like, he either re-gifted me his leftover Starbucks card or like bought one for 10 bucks and immediately just wanted something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, can I also get a lot? No, I just put it on the card. <laughs> just get a latte. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. Put it on the card. That's that's so perfect. It'd be funny if he act, if he knew to activate it to his like uh, his app on his or whatever like his account, so he still gets points towards a free coffee whenever you. Use oh, I'm his sure. Card. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Yeah. There's always a scam. It, it is worse than no present, right? I mean, yeah. or, or isn't it? I think it is. Worse. I don't know. It's that just, very much feels like a oh shit! I gotta get this guy a present. Kind of. What do kind I have? Bummed, Starbucks card. It just yeah. like bummed me out. It was weird. You know, yeah. it, like like I, did, I and I never thought there's there's no roommate gift rule. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> That's never been a thing. Like, I, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I mean... It almost feels like a homeless guy giving you a buck or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. You hey, know. you need this more than me. Which, which is... I mean, stuff like that has happened to me before. We're like... Like, a group of do-gooders will just give me a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like sitting in the park. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta oh. get my life together. Um, one time, I was outside of a show. I was, I was doing a show, and I was... Uh, this is back in Nashville, and I was sitting down outside having a cigarette, uh, being a creep. Um, and a guy I went to high school with came by, and he's like, Jesse, hey, man. And I'm like sitting on this stoop outside of the venue. And he goes, hey, man, great to see you. And he sits down, and we're talking and stuff. And, uh, and then he just like gave me some money. <laughs> and I realized, I was like, oh, you don't have to. And he's like, so, so where are you staying? How'd oh you get? And he goes, like, how'd you wind up here? And I was like. My car is right there. I took my car, brought my car here. What the fuck are you talking about? And is that car comfortable at night? Is it comfy? Oh man, that's cool. That's great. How big's that back seat? Oh, <laughs> that's great, Jesse. Yeah, that's constantly get mistaken for the homeless. Did I tell you guys this? Holy fuck! I don't know. We got to do another story, but this is a great lizard story. Uh, my dad's name is Lizard. Uh, I've, inter- I've interviewed him on the podcast before. Okay. Um, every Thanksgiving in Nashville, they do this thing at the. Um, the big, I, I forget because it's always the name of it is always changing. It used to be the Gaylord Entertainment Center, um, but it some corporation, another corporation recently bought it. But it's where the Nashville Predators play the hockey arena, and they do this thing every Thanksgiving where they open it up, and uh, if you're homeless, any homeless people get to come for free, and um, 
and they feed you a full Thanksgiving dinner and all that. But also, it's like this stuff where you get like a medical checkup. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. You know, uh, forced steri- forced sterilization. Forced sterilization. <laughs> Why can't course. I say forced of sterilization? Of course, um, chlorophyll <laughs> eye drops. Um, <laughs> No, you get like a medical checkup and, you know, they help you get a job. You talk to social workers, whatever, whatever you need. Right. Uh, so my dad and I go down to the volunteer and immediately just get put in the line with the homeless people. <laughs> just immediately. Like, like my dad and I literally like almost wound up on a bus like getting shipped somewhere. And we didn't know what was going on. We just thought they were like feeding the employees first. So we're there with like our soup. And, like, and someone's like, hey, brother. Like, it's like, oh. <laughs> And your, your father and son, this is two generations? Yeah. Cool. Your legacy homeless. I know. We are. We are. Kind of been tough on everybody. Um, I want to I do this story, because this is kind of cool. It was about the origins of life on Earth. It was sent in by d- listener Dustin Tony. All right. Um, about the Bible. Yeah, we'll do a God story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, like the books of Narnia, this is a parable for Jesus. Yeah, uh, for the Jesus story, right. this, ab- sure. this abstract, this paper published in Nature Chemistry. Um, but the uh, mysteries of life on Earth might have been solved. The mystery behind origins of life on Earth that may have, would have been solved. on the news. Hmm. The <laughs> origin of life on Earth has been debated on by many scientists. Researchers at the University of Cambridge claim that they have now solved the mystery behind the orig- origin of life on the planet. There are many theories about the origin of life on Earth. Wait, are you, did you just pick this because that's your, that's your uni? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my old buddies behind this. Um, many researchers also claim that life did not originate on Earth. It was brought to the planet by extraterrestrials, comets, or other celestial objects. John Sutherland at the University of Cambridge, who led the research, said that for life to begin, there should be genetic molecules like RNA or DNA, which can pass along blueprint, uh, blueprints for creating proteins. However, proteins are required to RNA copy... RNA and DNA went on to form Wu-Tang, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red and the dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the red and the dinner. Um, Sutherland also explained that none of the molecules can work without fatty lipids that provide the membranes needed to hold the content inside. However, no one knows which came first. Scientists suggest that everything needed to start every form of life on Earth can evolve from hydrogen sulfide, ultraviolet light, and hydrogen cyanide. And a little bit of love. (laughs) Yeah. All three may have existed on Earth billions of years ago. Sutherland said that with the help of these three ingredients, the study was able to produce over 50 nucleic acids. Ooh which act in the earliest stage of RNA and DNA development. Hmm. Scientists note that meteorites may have carried some materials that reacted with the nitrogen present in the Earth's atmosphere and produced hydrogen cyanide. Dissolving the material in water made it come into contact with hydrogen sulfide. The researchers claimed that these two materials, along with UV rays shining from the sun, were enough for early life forms to begin on the planet. The key reaction steps are driven by ultraviolet light, the researchers reported. They do not have concrete evidence to support their work, but the findings are significant in understanding the possible origin of life on Earth. If a theory is proven, it could be one of the biggest achievements in the scientific field. If, it's, if they figured it out, then why can't they reproduce it? Yeah, why isn't there firm evidence? Well, didn't they say that, that they did? Like, they got something that you said there in the middle of it, like they were able to recreate like a very base version of it? Or? Yeah, well, they've made uh, nucleic acids. None of it's yet become DNA or RNA. Oh, right? okay. But they have made nucleic acids. Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. I'm on board. Sure. Right. Yeah, I'm on board. And I, I look forward to seeing where that goes. What's going to happen is that's going to evolve into something that's going to take take us over. So I, in about I like, six billion years, we have some problems coming yeah. that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like freakishly don't care about our origins. It's it's never really interested me. 
I'm interested like in it. Like existentially, it's never really interested me. I, I think it'd be cool to find it out, but I also think like it's maybe like lower on the list of priorities of things we should be focusing on right now. Of course. Like, like maybe stop us from dying right now would be more important than stopping us from, like finding out how where we came from. Stopping us from dying ever? No, I mean like finding ways to like stop the planet from degrading and like oh, find uh, ways to keep yeah. us alive. Yeah. I don't you know, I don't I I think it's so weird when there's like the science out there about trying to make it so humans don't age anymore. I'm like, oh, because we already are so underpopulated as a planet. Let's go ahead and yeah. make us stick around longer. Like, I mean, I don't want people to die of, like, things they don't need to die of, but at the same time, it's like... I always wondered that about uh, cancer, like, curing cancer, an actual hard cure for cancer, like all cancer. Take this pill, you're cured. The, it seems to me the only way to do it would be to get cells to stop replicating or or get them to keep replicating perfectly identically every time have you heard this so, thing though about so what you the, does that mean immortality and then should we do that well what's this whole thing right now they're talking about whether they're using viruses to kill cancer cells like it actually like they've been able to like inject viruses into bodies and have it, it just targets just the proteins that make cancer and then like gets rid of those and then the person's just a healthy person again afterwards um and, yes, and actually your idea about what happens to the world if cancer is cured is the subject of albert brooks's book 2030 have you read that no um yeah it's just like a speculative sci-fi well, no, i think a cure call? a cure for cancer would be great i'm saying i'm saying no no it's awful it's in this book uh yeah it's suddenly like there's this huge elderly class that is hated by the like the the economy's brought to its knees mm-hmm. um are they like immortal like they can't die is that what no it is, it's or? just okay. like without cancer everyone's living a super long time so there's this huge boom in the elderly population um and there's like almost like a war between the youngs and the olds oh, because man. young people hate the old people so much because their economy's in the shitter and they're draining resources and then there's an earthquake that levels Los Angeles and then China basically buys the US away from itself and comes in and fixes uh Los Speaking Angeles. of which wow. uh that's Albert our, Brooks like yeah, the comedian, like the comedian and, Albert oh, Brooks. Yeah. Speaking it's of which a pretty heavy handed book but our, it's, it's, our thoughts are certainly with the people of Nepal. Holy fuck. Oh, oh yeah. god, yeah. So brutal. It's uh, it's and also I was listening to the news then? yesterday, yeah. and uh, at least one American has now died. Oh well, that's oh, then, then so I should be so really like five thousand times who more. Who was there for the fun of climbing Mount Everest? Yeah, right. The Google, oh, a Google exec. Yeah. So all he had those damn Nepalese coins. Yeah, but I mean, dude, not. I mean, I know that guy, but like, not not every person that tries to climb Everest is like a Playboy millionaire. It's like some of those people they're just stuck at base camp. They're fucked. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to say I don't feel bad that he died. I, I wasn't. Uh, I'm a dick. Sorry. No, no. I, I, I. I'm not I, one of those guys. Like, hey, you wanted to go on an adventure. It's like, no, that no, sucks. No. That's awful. Like, no, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, fuck, man, just uh, brutal over there. Yes. Honestly, I don't know what more to say about it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not way thing to make uh, funny right now. <laughs> there was an aftershock too, right? There was an aftershock. Huge aftershock. Yeah, but that was like a six point seven. It's like that. That toppled more buildings and stuff it's just like nepal's such a fucking beautiful country like Have it's you been? so beautiful no no i've always wanted to go I've seen several you know i mean i when i was a kid i was like a uh like tibet like buddha yeah hobbyist of freak. course i could see that like all beastie yeah. boys and whatnot uh no okay. i never liked the beastie boys um weren't they big uh, free tibet advocates for a while yeah but i was never that never matched up to me okay that was always weird to me um so yeah, just all the Katmandu sort of like the uh, Bob Seger and whatnot. Sure, Bob yeah. Seger, um, a lot of Seger. 
No, it just always really appealed to me, and that's all, that's always been a plan. That still remains a plan, just to to go hang out in Kathmandu for a while. Yeah, that whole like South Asia area, like when they're like, it just seems like gorgeous. Like it seems like it's pristine. Seems insane, I want to yeah. Go so badly, and it's gorgeous because of the tectonic movement that caused this. Like the Himalayas are the result of India slamming into sure. Yeah, but you got to get that sea salt, though, bro. You got to get that, that Himalayan sea salt. Sea salt. <laughs> you know, it's right on the water. The Himalayas. Wait, that's a good point. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> what is Himalayan? It's sea literally salt? the farthest you can be from sea level. <laughs> it's the it's the farthest from the sea. Uh, it's it's because it used to be by the sea. They have mines and oh, shit. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and that's that's how they get. Wait, away I with think it. this is what that uh, that silly lamp that I have is made of. That's why the earthquake happens because they're fracking for salt. <laughs> It's all this salt fracking. What, salt wasn't that? And we, we, I don't think we've covered this on the show now, but haven't they actually admitted that there's a couple of small earthquakes that have been directly caused by fracking? Oh, yeah. 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 Texas and Oklahoma. Area? I think Ohio had one a couple of years ago, too. Te- Texas has had like over 2,000 recently, and it's absolutely fracking. Yeah, my, like mom, my mom always ridiculous. gets mad at me for. Mm. Like she always, whenever there's an earthquake in LA, she'll be like, ah, we gotta move back home to Ohio. And then there was like an earthquake in Ohio about like two years ago. And I remember like my immediate response was just to send like a picture to my mom. They just said, so what's that about moving back from LA to Ohio? Yeah, like, yeah. What are you saying? Do you know about that place in Pennsylvania that has just the coal mine fire that's been going for 50 years? No. No. Is, uh, that's like a Simpsons joke. It, no, it's, uh, <laughs> is the United Centralia States coal mine fire. the most dangerous, like, uh, just environment-wise? Like, nowhere else has tornadoes like the U.S., Okay. And then we have, you know, we are in that like ring of fire, like earthquake thing. I just mean long like diversity of things that can like kill us in this. Just one no matter where like you live, flooding, in the, no matter where you yeah. live in the U.S., you're disaster prone. Well, I mean, it makes sense because one of the, it's, uh, aside from like Russia and like China, it's one of the few countries that actually has like a massive land area and also right. in such a diverse, different climate kind of thing too. Do we have more diversity of of climate and geology and geography or whatever than like? Oh, as a country. I was thinking as a continent. Yeah, as a country, you probably do. Who else? But the USA, it does sit in a very weird place where at the bottom it's almost in the tropics and at the top it's almost in the Arctic. Yeah, because like Russia's more north, so it's a lot more in the Arctic. So like most of like northern Russia is all cold. So I don't think it's prone to hurricanes in the same way. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Florida, you know, the, the south coast... The south uh, east is very prone to hurricanes, right. and then hurricanes, the middle the middle is very prone to tornadoes. Yeah, there's floods. several fault lines, so floods. that's prone to earthquakes. Yeah, it's just it's a bad. We don't build. Really have volcanoes build. in the U.S. Um, oh, Yellowstone's going to kill us all. Yeah, we have volcanoes. We have the biggest one in the world, I think. Yeah, it is biggest. the biggest one in the world, and they just discovered Mount, Mount St. Helens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, they, I take that back. They I retract my statement. Uh, they they discovered. Um, we should we should have covered this. They d- they discovered under Yellowstone um, a bigger m- lake of magma that's five times bigger than the previously thought one. Oh man! Under that one, so it's like the Yellowstone eruption will be. And, oh yeah, this and is it's fed as by anger, right? World it's, ending right? as of two like, days fed ago. Fed by negative emotions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, the coming of Vigo. Um, yeah, I said uh, underneath the park's attractions and walking paths is enough hot rock to fill the Grand Canyon fourteen times over. Uh, most of it is in a newly discovered magma reservoir, which is which the scientists uh, in which scientists uh, from the University of Utah uh, featured in a study published just last week in the journal Science. It may help scientists better understand why Yellowstone's previous eruptions in prehistoric times were some of the Earth's largest explosions in the last few million, million years. And is there no way to capture like just the heat from that as like a geothermal energy that's not going to like be like? I feel like there's there's that much there, and it's like a cleaner way of getting power without 
digging or fracking. Yeah. Or it does seem like we could, it does yeah, seem yeah, like yeah. that could power a lot of stuff. Maybe I'm yeah. thinking about that dinosaurs episode where they like put the cap over the volcano and use it to power the entire <laughs> area. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, do you guys think that Tesla's new uh, battery, home battery that they're going to come out with next week, is going to be a, a thing, like a, a game changer? I don't think it'll be a game changer. I mean, the stocks might go up a little, Andy. No, I'm, not trying, to, I'm not trying to influence the price of Tesla stock via this podcast. Are they a sponsor? Is that was weird? Is E Trade a sponsor? Summer, but that's not why I'm. No, no I know. But, but like, yeah, no, it was, out with, it was with, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we were sitting. I hate to do this. I hate no, to talk about this. I can do it. You and I were sitting on. It was. Uh, I was on the small couch. You were on the bigger couch. And an Amazon package showed up, and it was your new MacBook. You'd gotten a new MacBook, and you crack it open, you're getting it set up, and then I just, and I'm watching TV, and I hear you go, yes! And I go, what? And you go, Tesla stock went up. And it was like just you and your new MacBook, you just opened, looking at the Tesla stock, and I was like, who is this person? Jesus, Andy. It was in the shitter for a long time. Okay, it was just the people. Are you living with an industrialist? Here's how dumb I am. I just bought it. I live with a captain of industry. Listen, this is as simple as uh, the guys at Ridiculous in this last summer were buying Tesla stock. (laughs) And I was like, I want in on this. It was like, like it was almost like a March Madness pool or something. I was like, did you also doing this? They also did Bitcoins at one point. I was thinking about doing Bitcoin, but I'm like, this is, I I don't totally understand it. And that scares me. I still, here's why I, I've read up on Bitcoins and I, I should understand this better. What I, what I don't get and if one of our listeners, and again, nearly always when we go like, I don't get this, a listener explains it perfectly. Right. I don't, every Bitcoin carries within it a record of every transaction it's been involved in. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know so that. It can be, so it can be tracked. I believe so. So that, what I don't then understand is how is that less traceable than cash yeah. money rather than the most traceable? Yeah, it's Like Bitcoin is known for being... For its anonymity, well, obviously, and it's- when you spend a dollar, you go to where'sgeorge.com dot com. You put in the serial number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because there's no governing body that's ever. I mean, maybe there's the assumption that if you don't actually own that Bitcoin, you'll never have access to that information or something. I don't know. But it's all it's all tracked. There's sort of central servers that track. But uh, do you, but anybody doesn't have de- access. decentralized servers. But there are servers who track that track. But who has access to that? Because presumably, like the difference is that there isn't a a, a, a treasury or or whatever the Fed or I don't know what some go- there's no government. That has access to that, I guess, is the reason that. No, that can't would... be it. That cannot be it because, like, saying that there's something the governments don't have access to is, they do. If someone has access to it, then theoretically a government can have access to it too. Yeah, but I don't know if any person does. Maybe it's just I, I just I don't know. I just I googled. Yeah. Um, it, the whole thing makes no sense to me. It never has. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand uh, how just the uh, real money works. I I know? just I yeah, just googled start... why aren't bitcoins traceable, and I found seven stories that say bitcoins aren't as anonymous as you thought is my bitcoin wallet traceable back to me uh one of them's on vice i'm not sure i trust it um follow the bitcoins on forbes how he got busted buying drugs yeah i think i i don't know i it it might be that they're not that anonymous, it, in which case I might... Like, for a while it was okay because no one really knew about them, but as soon as they actually got, like, real attention, then everyone's like, oh, this isn't actually a good system at all. Yeah. It's right. like Ello. When that came out, I was like, oh, my God, we finally fixed social media. And then, like, after a week, I was like, yeah, we're not going to switch to a new social media. It sort of sends, like, sends an email every week yeah. or two to yeah. me, Ello. Like, hey, we've got a new interface now. Right, yeah. People, now we've got T-shirts. People, yeah, are yeah, meeting, like, people are, like, meeting their husbands and wives on Tinder now, you know? It's like a dating <laughs> thing. It's like a whole deal. 
Um, Wait, how is that analogous? I'm not, just because yeah. it changes based on the use of it, like the thing as it was intended changer? is. Well, gonna... yeah, it used to just be like straight pervs. Right. I mean, it was like it was the straight version of Grinder. Right. So yeah. It's... But now it's, it's okay, Cupid. Now mm-hmm. here know? we go. Uh, so this article on Bloomberg, which is very businessy, so I don't know. Take that with whatever pinch of whatever. Um, <laughs> All right. The Bitcoin Foundation, <laughs> which went on Monday to meet with uh, regulators in Washington, would like to focus on uh, the anonymity and the efficiency, or would like to focus on the efficiency. Uh, the regulators care about how they can smoke out criminals. This may be easier than it seems. Academics have been working on techniques to track Bitcoin transactions, and like many ostensibly private activities on the internet, the transfers are vulnerable to tricks. While Bitcoin is regularly described as anonymous, it's more accurate to describe it as pseudonymous. Every transaction is stored in a public record called a blockchain with information on the accounts involved and the number of Bitcoins exchanged. This is a necessary part of the structure. Analyzing these transactions is how the sitcom... Sorry, the sitcom. How the system... <laughs> the sitcom. The sitcom Bitcoin. Coming soon to NBC. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Uh, how the system makes sure that people aren't using the same coins over and over. While Bitcoin is not as transparent to regulators as credit card transactions, it is much more so than cash. Policy policymakers would never seriously consider banning cash argues Jerry Brito, director of the Technology Research Program at Mercator Center at George Mason Uni, who attended the meetings in Washington. Still, people can set up as many accounts as they want, and nothing within Bitcoin connects real-life identities to the pseudonyms of Bitcoin users. This is why regulators are primarily focused on exchanges, wherein government-issued currencies are converted into Bitcoins and vice versa. But given enough data, even anonymous networks can be unraveled, as has been shown with user data from AOL and Netflix. DARPA is so worried that public data could be weaponized using similar techniques that it recently put out a call for research projects to explore the idea. In one study, researchers in Germany and Switzerland were able to show that almost 40% of Bitcoin user identities could be recovered, even if they were using the recommended privacy protections. A paper to to be presented later this year by researchers from the University of California, San Diego, and George Mason University argues that the network's increased reliance on a few large accounts makes user identities less secure. The increasing ease with which large transactions can be traced to people's real-world identities ultimately makes Bitcoin unattractive for t- today for high-volume illicit use such as money laundering. The blockchain is available to whomever wants to look at it without subpoena or probable cause. There is no reason why law enforcement officials couldn't do their own metadata analysis. Oh, wow. So without that, as a, if it loses its privacy, then does it also lose value because people would not choose to use it as a currency? I mean, it still has value for other reasons. You know, it's not tied to government. It's right. It's not. Mm. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes no sense in the way that all money makes no sense and is an abstraction and whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And anything's value. Like I was even thinking the other day, like, oh, well, if the currency is going to crash, better buy gold and invest in that. <laughs> so you like, got that as a safety. Is... And they go, yeah. Well, hang on. Why is gold is equally just valueless? It only has value because yeah. people yeah. decide that gold has value. It's like, well, it's because ra- it's, of its rarity. Yeah. But and also, rarity, and also now it has use in electronics. Like up, but, you know, yeah. so. And then yeah. like there's there's a great bit that uh, comic Randy Mendez has about like how his parents think that when you die you go to heaven and, and then the streets are paved with gold, you know that thing that uh, <laughs> has so much value in heaven. <laughs> like why would gold have? Like, oh, I have I have a similar bit about uh, El Dorado about how it would instantly it would make just, all like, the gold collapse the market of gold. Yeah, because be too much gold. It would, it would be like if if it was eight hundred dollars for a gram. Like if it was if it was like eight hundred dollars for one ounce of concrete and then you just discovered Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. he'd be so pissed. 
Um, you know, you know how you can stay anonymous. Say, probably not with Bitcoin. Turns out, but you know how you can stay anonymous. In if you were giant... some sort of shape-shifting frog. Oh, you know you could. Sometimes I try to guess these, and I'm way off. I'm <laughs> Guys, way uh, off. a frog in Ecuador's <clears throat> Ecuador's uh, Western Andean cloud forest changes skin texture. That's a thing. Western Andean cloud forest. Jesus, I gotta, I gotta go there. It uh, changes skin texture in minutes, appearing to mimic the texture it sits on. Originally discovered by a Case Western Reserve University PhD, uh, PhD student and her husband, a projects manager at Cleveland. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the, amph- the amphibian is believed to be the first known to have this shape-shifting capability. And David accounts receivable. <laughs> <laughs> but the new species, called Pristamantis mutabilis, or mutable rain frog, has company. Colleagues working with the couple recently found that a known relative of the frog shares the same texture-changing quality that was never reported before. The frogs are found at Reserva Los Grilarias. That's a nature reserve originally created to protect endangered birds in the parish of Mindo in north-central Ecuador. Um, so the researchers, uh, this, is, this is Catherine and Tim Krynak. Shout out to the Krynaks there. Um, and their colleagues from the University of Indo-America and in Tropical Herping. Herping. Uh, in Ecuador, they co-authored a manuscript, and they described the new animal and skin texture plasticity in the zoological uh, journal of the Linnean Society, which, of course, my favorite Linnean Society-based zoological journal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they believe their findings have broad implications for how species are and have been identified. The process may now require photographs and longer observations in the field to ensure that one species is not mistakenly perceived as two because at least two species of rain frogs can change their appearance. Catherine Krynak believes the ability to change skin texture to reflect its surroundings may enable P. mutabilis to help camouflage itself from birds and other predators, while Tom Krynak thinks she should put out more. <laughs> the Krynaks originally spotted the, No, it's right there. It's right there. You see it right there. The Krynaks originally spotted the small spiny frog, nearly the width of a marble, sitting on a moss-covered leaf about a yard off the ground on a misty July night in 2009. The Krynaks had never seen this animal before, although Tim had surveyed animals on annual trips to Las Gralarias since 2001 and so Catherine, Tim had already seen it, but he was lying to his wife about it. Like, no, no, the first time I've seen her. She's Yeah, playing, yeah. And and uh so they captured it. They tucked it into a cup with a lid. How fucking detailed is this, <laughs> yes, this is, thing uh, going to be? They is, poke some holes in the lid so it can breathe. I'm just telling you, Jesse, there's a lot more in this article. There's way we too much. Uh, Hold on. Let me do some is skimming. More, is there much more you need to know? <laughs> Morgan Freeman sent in this letter. I think it's someone posted online that it actually looks like Kermit, like in the head. Like it actually has like the exact like bulging eyes and like. <laughs> okay, so, so kind of last, the lastly, they, they hope to discern... Uh, they hope to discern whether more relatives have the ability to shift skin texture, and if that trait comes from a common ancestor. Um, I know octopi can do that. That uh, could be a yeah, and you know. chameleons. Jesse, I know you're always a fan of going to the comments on this one. Uh-huh. You might want to look at the first oh, one. Oh yes, this is the best. <laughs> So the Good very first it. comment underneath. I don't know whether to do the, the the username or the comment first. I think <sighs> I'm going to go for the comment first. Okay. The comment first is, that's tight as fuck, yo. <laughs> And it's written by username Cock Meat Sandwich. (laughs) 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 I love it. Cock Meat Sandwich loves this story. (laughs) I hate that you guys know my username. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. Brutal. It's got two upvotes. <laughs> well, there's some different. There, that's gotta be. That's gotta be for that name. I can't be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's probably Cockmeat Sandwich's new favorite animal. What's that? Well, obviously, it's gonna be the new catfish. It's oh, yes. named after. Uh, that's right. There's a there's a catfish that's named after Greedo. 
of Star Wars. Fame. Oh, really? <laughs> That's Peckolti Gridoi. Um, oh yeah, Eric Butterfield sent this in. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. And this is timely with the with the trailer for the new Star Wars coming out, guys. Sure. Are we excited? I am. I uh, I was trying to avoid being excited. It just went away when you did that. Uh, <laughs> I was trying really hard to not be excited because I've been so hurt by Star Wars in the past. Yeah, but it's, it's it's hard not to be, yeah. man. When you got Han Solo and Chewie in the trailer, it's like, I, I, I'm in. We're, I'm in. we're in. just everyone is in a really abusive relationship with that franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, we keep going back, and then we're like, oh. abuse. But we're trying it's, to like we're yeah. trying to be like, oh, well, it's not the same guy anymore, so maybe it'll be different. It's a different. Time. It's like, a space guy now. Yeah. But now my nephew, who loves all the movies, probably love the prequels more than the se- more than the real ones. My yeah. nephews don't want to. They aren't excited because they said, uh, and this is coming from an eight or nine year old. He's like, yeah, but now it's Disney, so it's going to be stupid. I'm like, what are you talking well, about? Disney know. makes all the best yeah, things. Yeah, don't you love like, Marvel movies? Like, come yeah. on, kids. Well, you think like, Iron Man sucks? Because well, they didn't make Iron Man, but they made the other ones. Like, yeah, but, uh, it's going to be... I mean, I, is it J.J. Abrams? Or is it... Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and then did. the next one is going to be Ryan Johnson, who's also yeah. awesome. Uh, I just Looper have no break. idea how much is, you know, how much of it is nostalgia, based on, based on the fact, like... I, I would love to know what it would be like to have seen those prequels when I was eight. Yeah. I, I maybe would have loved them. I don't know. Like, you know. I, I've had someone actually explain a really cool way to watch the movies if you've never seen them before, where it's like, you get sh- really you high. Yeah, yeah. And you and go to Star no, Wars. They, they, they say you should watch Star Wars and then Empire and then watch the prequels and then watch Jedi. And the prequels be like a, like a flashback in between. Uh, and so, like, that's kind of a cool way to think of it because then you still get the twist of. of Darth Vader being Anakin Skywalker. Oh, thing. spoiler alert! Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry to bring that up. So you still get that, but then you then you flash back to see like how it became, and then you, then you get the ending with the the much more like optimistic ending of Jedi with blowing up the Empire and everything like that. So, yeah. you guys, here's another reason to be excited. I just looked up Ryan Johnson because I forgot what else he's made. Oh, so the not only ever. <laughs> Brick and um and um 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 Looper. Looper but he directed three episodes of Breaking Bad, including, including the greatest the episode of any television show Ozymandias? ever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The greatest was, episode of any TV show ever. So, yes, I'm excited about both of these yeah. now, even more. It's um, going to be interesting. Well, the thing with I'm excited Abrams. about this catfish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so he looks like Greedo. Did J.J. Abrams pretty That's pretty much the whole story. That's <laughs> the entire story. Uh, you know, Greedo, the one who uh, is also the one sort of who, controversial. Well, what because sucks they, about it is it fishes first. So, right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Star- non-Star Wars nerds might not know, but Greedo uh, in the original Star Wars got shot by Han Solo in the cantina just for being a dick. And then like in the prequel, or no, in the reissue, Lucas changed it and added a, like a yeah, flare. Yeah, so Greedo him. shoots first and Sean, Han, so he's sh- shooting in, Han shoots him back. In and, self-defense or something. Yeah, that's what I ever understood about the, the Greedo shoots first thing. Is like, I don't think Greedo even shot no, he no, didn't they at all. It in. Yeah, he didn't shoot at all. Yeah, right. That's the thing. So, like Han shot, well, shoots first and asks questions later. Like he's like, yeah, but he like he's been talking to him the whole time, like getting his blaster out and ready to shoot it, and just right. kills him. Like just flat out kills him. Yeah. And then whereas like in the newer version, because like Lucas wanted to soften up Han, when he re-edited it, he like just shot in a blaster fire. It makes no sense. But yeah. if you want more background on this Greedo fish. Um, <laughs> Let's see who named and it. And it kind of looks like Greedo, but you know, a lot, a lot of weird fish do, man. I mean, the angler fish was already named the angler fish, but I would have named that the Greedo fish, Greedo fish. You know, I mean, there's a lot of characters that were probably there's a lot of based on fucking a lot fish. of Star Wars characters that were just based on fish, like or or, yeah. or or based on like uh, marine life in general. Like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's that's what I was talking about. <laughs> he, and he and knows traps. Like, being a monster, like the Batman actually. bat. 
There's a, there's a few different like animals right. that are that are named after like TV nerdy. I'm trying to think of them on top of my head besides the Batman. Well, one. yeah, there's the there's, Joe Strummer. Oh, that's just because they were listening to. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's the Superman cat that's like a cat that someone's put in a Superman costume. <laughs> oh man, when I was in eighth grade, my neighbors have a cat named Bane. That's another one. <laughs> when, when I was in eighth grade in my buddy's pool one summer, we found this insect that we had no fucking idea what it was, and it was like just living in his pool. We thought it was this weird freak thing. And uh, we we got really close to like it being a species named after us. Oh, uh, wow, then it really? turned out, yeah, we we went to like the National Science Center and all this stuff, and they had no fucking idea what it was, and we were like going through the process of having discovered a species, what? and then it turns out it's this like freak thing from Brazil oh. that who know it, it was like on the pool cleaner's shoe or something, <laughs> oh. and then just got in his pool. It was a Sumatran rat monkey from Dead Alive, <laughs> right? It was, it, but it's this. It what was, would you have called it if you'd suddenly been allowed to name the thing? Well, I was in eighth grade, so like, yeah, just like I would call it like Metallica's awesome uh, or whatever. <laughs> would have called it something that I'd be embarrassed about the rest of my life. <laughs> no, I just would have. It would have been cool to have like my last name tagged on it. Sure, you know. Um, so Morgan sent that in. Uh, you, how else can you send in stories? You can you can always uh, tweet at probably science or email probably science at gmail.com and you can visit probably science.com to see um, all the things that we mentioned in this episode and do it while you're look up past episodes. You can go to westernrazor.com, get yourself a high quality all metal safety razor. And now use I'm not the doing code. that without some sort of offer code. Andy. that's that's good. You should uh, mention that because you can use the code science for five dollars off and then that's all you'll ever need. That's not like a lightweight razor, is it? It's a heavy duty razor. Is it really? It's a really heavy duty razor. Um, Super heavy dudes. And can you also donate? You Andy? can donate. If you click on the donate button, you can always send us some money via PayPal, which we appreciate. And we had some listeners do that this week, including uh, Michael Cravey, who hey. has a generous monthly donation he set up. Thank you very much, Michael. That's very generous. I would Give say that's a monthly donation. I say that's very generous. Of a few months. That's yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, Murphy Shane's monthly donation came through. Thank you very much, Murphy. Thank you, Murphy. Um, Megan Fragus. Mm-hmm. Uh, donated. Thank you very much, Megan. Megan Fragus. Uh, Kristen Lewis donated for a specific pun. The uh, Alaskan, the Aleutian oh, pun. Oh, the Aleutian pun. Yes. Yeah. Oh well, thank you so much, Kristen. Who says? Uh, so we have to figure puns. out how to get that money just to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So we'll, yeah, if we'll, uh, when we're done recording, Dave, we can figure that out, you guys. I, <laughs> I kind of need that. Uh, <laughs> Why then, work? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then also, if you're buying anything on Amazon, you can click on our Amazon link. Oh, yes. Please do. Um, and buy stuff, man. If you're buying anything, like if you are going to Amazon anyway, just click on our link first and it gives us a kickback. And in fact, set that up as a bookmark in your browser of choice. Mm-hmm. Set up a link to our link, and then you don't even need to remember to do that. If you're just shopping on Amazon, it'll autocomplete, and it'll come to us. Here's what you can do. You can use that link, and then when you get to Amazon, type in Rye Silverman and buy my new album, which comes out April 28th. So my album, Intimate Apparel, which drops April 28th, and right now is on pre-sale on Amazon. Which has been all over the press, because you... accidentally went viral yeah well i mean i don't know an accident i had a well so this website modcloth that i buy a lot of clothes from does this thing where they let you like upload pictures of yourself to their like style gallery and you can compare your style other users and then they do a thing where like once a month they pick they started doing this in the fall as part of their like push to celebrate body diversity they pick a different like fashion truth girl every month that like they highlight and they put like a picture of them up does this have anything to do with your shark fin 
Yes, it's the it's the the gills that I've got. So yes. they they like because I support body diversity. I support body right. diversity in modeling. The shark fin thing is weird. I feel like that's unique to you. Well, you know, it's like, it helps me swim underwater and also gets me like Sierra people at the beach. So it's been pretty right. good. Okay. And so the so they they show they showcased me at the beginning of April and then it just like got picked up by like a bunch of websites. Oh wow! Who, so it was all over. It went as far as as to Matt's home country. Though, so well, we when even mail, mail online picks up a story and it's like. You guys Trans have the internet woman over there. Is modeling clothes on website, and yeah, that's because yeah. you really like. It's interesting to see the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail is the most horrendous thing in the world. Mail Online is weird because it has, like the the Daily Mail newspaper, the printed version pushes this awful right. morality it's the onto Fox the news public. Oh, really? the, yeah. yeah. Very, um, Mail Online sort of has no morality. It's just this <laughs> sort of ultimate aggregator so it's like fox news versus fox the network yeah it's sort of fox news combined with and, and also just this crazy hypocritical morality i guess the mail paper has that as well where it'll be like blah 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 sex nazi blah blah, blah like horrible <laughs> perverts and then in the column next to it it'll be like uh kendall shot. jenner is yeah. coming is becoming a blooming woman or whatever like blo- <laughs> blossoming it's yeah. just horrible um but yeah when it even made there like it was like yeah, oh was this really... has gone hella viral um but yeah, so that's by, so, so type to that, in um, type in Rice Silverman on Amazon. Absolutely, yes. don't yeah. type in Intimate Apparel because no. it'll it probably yeah. won't be the first thing that comes up. No, yeah, or right, do. it's the only thing you'll find for Rice Silverman my album. So or do so, yeah, go to the Probably Science and uh, also available on iTunes and it'll be on iTunes. Through your yeah, the Experiment your? is the name of the label. And Say they again? Ha- it's called the Experiment. Okay, and they they have a page on their site you can get directly from them as well, and it will be on streaming sites and stuff like that also. And they can also find you at at Rice Silverman on Twitter on yep. the Twitter. So do that. Check out check out her album. I saw some warm up gigs for it. Yeah, and it was great. It's funny, like super funny. I was really happy with it. It came out very well, and I, it's a good representation of what I've been doing currently with my with my act. So, so check oh, that out. Buy that. Donate great. if and you I, could donate. I believe I'm the first trans woman to put an album out, but I'm not sure about that. Oh. That might be kind of a cool thing. A comedy but, album or just yeah, an a comedy album? album? I think because well, I know album is out there because uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me has an album out. But but for, yeah, that might well be. But but, I, can't I mean, think it's not of... a huge deal, but let's like, yeah, neat yeah. Fact. that's cool. It's nice to have yeah. first. Awesome. And I might, not, I might not be. I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah, but. you didn't know Bamford and we knew her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Tom. Um, all right, check that out. Oh, also, don't forget to don't forget to see us in two weeks. We're going to be at Port- in Portland oh, the for the Bridgetown Comedy, Comedy Festival. Festival on Sunday. May 10th at 2 p.m. at the Boston Nova Ballroom. You can buy a full pass at bridgetowncomedy.com or you can just pay at the door as you enter that show. Um, and we're going to have, I think we, I think it's locked down now, we can announce uh, Christopher Ryan, Sex author of Dawn. Sex at Dawn, is going to be joining us. So it's going to be a really interesting look at um, the way it. that our ancestors, not our descendants, I know those words now, yeah. um, the words, way they used to do it. Earth. Also, we're going to yeah. have um, uh, Gordo Linguini, director of <laughs> Sex at Dusk, uh, he's gonna come on. <laughs> kind of a sleaze bag, but we we messed up. We messed up googling when we booked the uh... sent the wrong email to the wrong person. <laughs> so we double booked, but they're both gonna be. He on. said yes, so we're locked into it. <laughs> it's legal. It's it, legal. It's an interesting film. Not much of a plot. But yeah, yeah. Do buy all those things. Donate. Come to the shows if you're not able to donate. The other way you can really help us out is just spread the word about our podcast. Spread the word about our guests as well. Uh, if tell people if you have a friend who's a podcast listener and doesn't know of our show, let them know. Tweet, Facebook, Ello, 
Uh, <laughs> Buy some Tesla stock. From what I hear, they're going to be doing yeah, they great have a huge thing coming out next week. Apparently, apparently it's going to be total game changer. Yeah, totally changing definitely game, one so. worth really putting all of your money yep. in right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is a hot tip. If you, if you want, <laughs> hot stock tip. Uh, Ray Silverman, thank you so much for thanks joining for us. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming, guys and girls. We'll see you next week.